before we turn to our text, let me just say that Christ Jesus is the record of God. He is, he bears witness. He is the testimony of God's gracious will and purpose for his people. That God may be gracious to us. The death of our Lord justifies the people of God. The life of our Lord gives life to the people of God, restoring fellowship between them and God. His death and resurrection testifies to us that that gracious will and purpose of God has been fulfilled, established, finished. The work is done. The Lord Jesus Christ has finished the work that the Father sent him to do. And this testimony of what our God has done, what our Savior has done, this testimony is wrought in you that believe by the power of God. So that you hear this testimony and you receive this testimony and you believe the Lord Jesus Christ because of the power and glory of God manifested in you, witnessed in your hearts, testified to your spirit, making you to know the mind of God revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So this witness is wrought in God's people by the Holy Ghost who regenerates us, meaning that he gives us spiritual life. We didn't have it. We were born of Adam, dead in trespasses and sins, but we've been regenerated by the Spirit of God so that now we live. We live. We have spiritual life and and know the things of God revealed unto us. The Holy Ghost taking the things of Christ and he shows them to us. He shows us the witness of Christ in the Word. He makes us to hear the witness of Christ in the preaching of the Word. And he manifests the power of God. He's the the dynamite. He makes that Word dynamite in us to to give us life, to bring to life out of nothing, and, and to make us to know what Christ has done for us. Let's be turning to John 19 now. John 19. When you read the record that we're about to look at tonight in verses 31 through 37, when I looked at it, it's like looking into the infinite mind of God. And standing here before you this evening to preach this word, I feel very small. I feel very tiny because... I'm talking to you about the manifold wisdom and testimony of God that's declared here, born witness of here, of the manifold witness and testimony of God that is received by you according to the manifold witness and testimony of God in you, according to his power. And so he's giving us here in this text witness upon witness upon witness testimony upon testimony upon testimony that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ of God you look to him he's the servant of God trust him believe him he is the fulfillment of God's word to you his people that have no righteousness of your own but look to Christ and believe him 
for all your righteousness and all your standing and acceptance with holy, almighty God. Now, it's a threefold witness here that describes what God does in manifesting the life of Christ in the believer by his power. That power is the same power that Paul wrote of when he said in 1 Corinthians 1.18 that the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power, the dynamo, the dynamite, the explosive power of God. It gives us life. It brings us to life by his power. So let me just give you a, a little outline here of what we're going to see. There's three things here. There's a threefold witness. And there's two things, two significant things that John records for us here in the scriptures that are done before our Lord is removed from the cross. One, they didn't break his legs. Two, they pierced his side. And these things testify that from the scriptures that he is indeed the Christ, that he is the Christ of God. Second, we're given an eyewitness testimony by John, who stood there. We are, we're hearing an eyewitness record of the Apostle John testifying to us, saying, I was there, and they didn't break his legs because he was dead. He was dead, so they didn't have to break his legs. He was dead, and... They pierced his side. So we're getting an eyewitness testimony of the church, of the church by John. Third, what flowed out of Christ's side when they pierced it was the blood and the water. And this blood and the water is a description of the witness, of the power, the manifest power of God in you that believe. This blood and water testifies of the testimony, the witnesses that God gives and reveals in each one of you that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's a threefold witness describing a threefold witness wrought in the lost sinner, chosen of God to hear, to receive that word, to believe the word of Christ. Because not all men hear it, not all men receive it, and believe it. But to you, you believe that Jesus of Nazareth is the Son of God. He is the Christ of God. And he is my Lord, my King, my Savior forever. That's what you testify to in your hearts. That's what's been brought in you that believe him. Now, you may know these things, but give glory to God, because it is not of the flesh. It's not of the flesh. It's of the Spirit of God. His record is true. His record is true. Now, first, the fulfillment of the scriptures. First, we're given a witness of the scriptures. Now, sometimes the scriptures in the scriptures are referred to as water. Water is used a lot of ways in the scriptures, and, it, and, and it's used to define a number of things, but it's, it's used to define the scriptures. And... Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. His church, you, his church that believe him, that he might sanctify and cleanse it 
with the washing of water by the word. By the word. His word gives testimony. Our Lord's death, he, even in our Lord's death, as he's on the cross and he's now dead, he's given up the ghost to the Father. He's dead, and yet he's still fulfilling the scriptures that prove that he is the Christ. He's still fulfilling the scriptures even in his death. Even in his death. Now, because of the coming Passover, because of the preparation for the Passover, the Jews wanted those that were crucified taken down off the cross as quickly as possible. And so it says in verse 32 that the soldiers came and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Let's skip down to verse 36. We'll come back to verse 35, but let's go to 36. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken, and again another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. So the first point of note here is that Christ has been fulfilling all the scriptures, testifying that he is the Christ. And here again, he's fulfilling the scriptures that speak of the Christ, showing you that this Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ of God. Regarding his bones, that comes from Psalm 34:20. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. And the piercing of his side is from Zechariah 12, verse 10. That's the prophet quoting the Lord, speaking of himself, who said, I will pour out, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. When our Lord gives his spirit of grace and he pours it out upon you, that's when we see and behold him who fulfilled all the scriptures, of whom we've heard testified to by the church, and they're preaching the gospel by the, by the spirit, by the manifest spirit of, of, of God in us. Then we behold our Lord who died for us, who gave his life for us, and, and gives us life in himself. So this first point now of Christ fulfilling the scriptures, I realize that seems like a, a familiar point. You know this. You already know that Christ fulfilled the scriptures. You believe. It's a well-accepted point with you. I'm not teaching you anything here. But do you realize that there's millions and billions of people that have come upon this earth and gone from it, upon the world, that do not believe the witness and the testimony of these scriptures that declare that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ of God. And what that means <clears throat> for you that believe him, what that means is that he's, he's given you that witness. He's born that witness in you because it's not the flesh. It is God. God has given that to you. <clears throat> he's washed you with the water of the word. He's sanctified you by that written word of God. Second, <clears throat> we're, given an eye, we're given eyewitness accounts. When I'm standing up here preaching to you, I'm bearing witness 
of the testimony of God from these scriptures, of the testimony he's wrought in my heart, of what he's shown to me and declared in my heart that I'm now preaching to you, praying that the Lord declare it in your heart, in your heart. And we have here eyewitness accounts that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ of God. Let's look again at verses 33 through 35. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bare record. And his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. Now first, let me just deal with a critical detail here, that because there's people that deny that Christ was dead when he was laid in the tomb. But here we had the testimony that Christ was dead already. That's why they didn't break his legs. He was dead already. And the, the, the main thrust of that is that he gave up the ghost to the Father in sacrifice of himself to the Father to put away the sins of his people. No man took his life from him. He gave it willingly. Willingly, a willing sacrifice to the Father for your sins. And there's multiple witnesses, multiple witnesses of Christ's death. First, we have John, uh, the Apostle John. He was standing there when Christ died. Christ said to him, Behold, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And he took Mary into his house from that very hour. He was there the whole time Christ was crucified. So he saw. He's giving you an eyewitness account of what he saw when Christ was crucified. Additionally, the Roman soldiers, it was their job to kill those men. It was their job to, to make sure that they were dead. They weren't, that, that's what they did. They were executioners. They did it. They made sure he was, he was dead. They didn't kill him, but they made sure that he was dead. And the Jews present, they were satisfied that he was dead. And then the Roman government, they sealed the tomb. They put their seal on the tomb that he was dead. And they put a guard over it to watch lest a, a disciple should come and try and steal his body away at night and a greater stir be whipped up. So there's witnesses that Christ was dead. So that's one thing, one point I just want to make there. But the testimony of John about his bones not being broken it confirms what another eyewitness said concerning Christ in John chapter 1. John recorded another eyewitness named John the Baptist who spoke and testified of Christ. It's recorded for you in John 1. We had the witness of the scriptures, and now we're hearing the witness of the church. Just like you hear pastors and preachers declaring from the pulpit the word of God. You're hearing the, 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 the testimony, the witness of the church who's received this witness and testimony by her God, from her God, to declare unto you, to declare unto you what the Lord has revealed to us concerning Christ, the death and resurrection of Christ. So, not breaking a bone of Christ, what does that have to do with? What is that? Why is that important? Is it just because it fulfills the scriptures? Well, it does fulfill the scriptures, but it also speaks to him being the Passover lamb of God. 
the one who sacrificed propitiated the wrath of God for us that believe in him, the one who turned away the wrath of God so that he did not, would not destroy us and punish us according to our sins. But instead he passes over and he's merciful to us and gracious to us for Christ's sake. So the Lord told the Israelites something about the Passover lamb. And it's in Exodus 12, 46, where it says, among a few other things, it says, Neither shall ye break a bone thereof. When you make that Passover lamb, do not break a bone of it. And so if Christ's bones were broken, how could he be the lamb? That John, John the Baptist testified of saying, Behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Look at, go, go there to John 1. Let's just look at a few more verses. In picking up in John 1, verse 32, and we'll, we'll work our way down to 36. It says, In John, verse 32, and John bear record. You see, the Lord is giving you witness upon witness, upon testimony, upon testimony that this Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ. And John bear, bear record. The church here is giving you her word by the grace and power of God. And the Apostle John's recorded this witness of John the Baptist, who is a prophet of God. And John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water... The same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, and bear record, that this is the Son of God. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. And so the fact that Christ's bones were not broken, that, 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 that confirms what John the Baptist declared at the beginning of Christ's ministry, that this is the Lamb of God. God's confirming that testimony to you. Now, this second point of the witness of the church, through the, here written, recorded for us by the church, declared, they're telling you their eyewitness, and you hear this word preached. Now, this second point of the witness of the church through these records given by John the Baptist and, and the Apostle John, they too might seem familiar to you and a well-accepted point at this point. You believe that Jesus is the Christ and you worship God and you rejoice in the gospel that's preached unto you that declares Christ because this is the witness of God given to his church to declare this word in the ministry of reconciliation, to comfort your hearts, to bless you, and to declare this blessing of God to you through the blood of Christ. You rejoice in it. But there are millions and billions of people that have come and gone throughout the history of this world that do not receive the witness of the church, that do not receive the witness, that same witness that blesses your heart and makes you glad and rejoices your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't receive that witness, but you do. You do. Take note of that, because that is a witness of the Spirit and the power of God in you, which is not in them. 
And that's why you receive the witness of the church. That's why you hear it and receive it and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. God has made this witness known to your heart, sanctifying you with a belief of the truth through his spirit. And by his spirit, sanctifying you unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen to this, what Paul said to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. He said, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh in you that believe. God has made his witness effectual to your hearts. Now, I wanted to cover those so that when we come to this third and final point, my prayer is it's a little easier to hear and to to categorize it, to receive it and understand this witness upon witness upon witness here. So, the witness you received concerning the scriptures and the witness you received concerning the gospel preached unto you by the church is because of God's power and witness manifested in you that believe. It is a spiritual work. The Spirit of God has come and sanctified this word and this word to your hearts, to you that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His grace and mercy. This time, let's just read verses 34 and 35. John 19, 34. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, this is John himself, be bear record, and his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. Now the blood, that flo- let's look at this one way here. The blood which flowed from Christ's side, it testifies that all for whom Christ died are now justified by God. God has justified you. Your sins are put away. You're righteous. You're perfect. You're without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. God receives you because you are perfectly righteous in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ's blood speaks of his death as the sacrifice for sin. There's no other reason why he died but to put away the sin of his people. When he shed his blood, he made an atonement, a covering for sins with his own blood for you that are chosen of God, given to Christ, that he might save you from your sins, that he might justify you and make you righteous in himself. Turn over to Romans 5. Let's see a couple scriptures there. Romans 5. Let's go to verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, everything's tied to our Lord's death, and everything's tied to our Lord's resurrection. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now just stay there for a minute. Don't turn away. Christ 
justified his church, that mystical body which was given to him by the Father before the foundation of the world. Christ justified them by his blood. And because we are justified, right, his blood pictures our justification, that water speaks of our sanctification. Because we are justified by Christ, you are now sanctified by the Lord Jesus Christ. They're hand in hand. His death justifies you. His life sanctifies you and gives you life. We live because of him. Look at Romans 5, verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He lives. Yes, he lives. He's been raised from the dead. We are saved by his life because he lives. He's not dead. God raised him from the dead, declaring to all his people who believe in him, you're justified. You're justified. Your sins have been put away. You that hear the testimony, you that hear the witness and believe the witness of God in the scriptures, by the witness of the church preaching and declaring the word, by the witness of the spirit in you, you hear that word and you believe, I'm justified. He's my justification. I'm righteous by him. And I live by him. That resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead is the same resurrection, sanctifying power of God that raises you from the dead. We come forth spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, but now you live. You're spiritually alive thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ who lives. His life is now wrought in you. His spirit is given to you. And that spirit, bam, gives you life. Gives you life through the preaching of the word, testifying of this word. It's all witness upon witness upon witness being witnessed in you that believe him. Now turn to one more passage of scripture. We're going to go to 1 John 5. 1 John 5. Now, you'll notice that the Apostle John, who wrote the epistle of 1 John, well, he's also the author that we're looking at here in the Gospel of John. And so the language, you'll notice, is very similar. Very similar language that he uses in 1 John 5. In this passage, John takes the witness of the blood and water that flowed from Christ's side. And here, when he speaks of it, he's speaking of it as being applied by God to the hearts of God's people. All right? That justification, sanctification that we spoke of, that we saw here witnessed and testified in John 19, has now been applied to the hearts of his people in, in, in this text. So we're going we're gonna to pick up in verse 6 through and, and read down through 8. And this is speaking of that new birth, which is wrought by the Spirit of God and the new man wherein we are born again, regenerated by the Spirit of God. So, it begins in verse 6 here. This is speaking of our Lord. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. 
And what this means is that when Christ came, he came not in word only. We know that when he came, he testified of the truth of God. He showed that the hope of man was in, in dead letter works, in dead letter religion, practicing and doing things that cannot save, and he testified of the truth of God. That's why people were astonished by his doctrine, because they never heard anything like that before. And he testified of the truth. He came testifying of the water, but he didn't come in word only. He came also in deed, so that he accomplished the redemption of his people by laying down his life and shedding his blood. So he testified of the truth of God, the water, and he, he shed his blood. He came in water, by water and blood. Now this passage here, you'll notice as we go, it's all about the witness. It's all about the witness that we've been given. Look at verse 7 and 8. And there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is the Son of God, He is the Word of God, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, Three that bear witness in earth. Now, here's what I've been talking about all night. The spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. So they always agree. You'll know that it's the spirit, the water, and the blood because they all agree. They all testify of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They never depart from that. They always declare to us the death of Christ that justifies me, the life of Christ that gives me life. And that's what your God has done. He's given you this testimony to show you that everything that he's declaring to us in Christ. He's manifested it to you. And so upon the earth, your God has given you this threefold testimony, the Holy, testimony, the Holy Spirit who sanctifies the redemption of Christ to you through the new birth by the seed of Christ. Right? The Spirit is given to sanctify that word, to what Christ did to you. And he sanctifies the witness of the word, here called water. He, he, he shows you that this word is true. This word is the word of God and it testifies from beginning to end of the Lord Jesus Christ. It keeps showing me again and again and again what Christ has come to do, God's gracious purpose to me, his will and purpose in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the record of God. And the Spirit sanctifies the, the witness of the blood-redeemed church to your hearts, called the blood. Speaking of, when we testify, we're speaking of the blood of Christ. We're speaking of what he came to do, what he, and how that he redeemed his people, and how that he rose again. We're the blood-redeemed church declaring the blood. Declaring the blood, declaring to you this witness that we've been given according to this word that agrees with the Spirit of God who's given it to us and manifested it to us. So this threefold witness testifies of Christ's death and resurrection and our partaking of it by the grace of God. Read in, uh, just a couple more verses, 10 and 11. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. 
and this life is in his son. So you see that he's saying this witness, you that receive, that understand this, that believe the scriptures, believe the testimony, know that Christ is my savior, that he justified me and, and his life is my life. That's the gift of God. That's the witness of God wrought in your hearts and in your minds. Now, some commentators say, they say, well, the water and the blood signify the ordinances of water baptism and the Lord's Supper. Fine. I'm okay with that. You know why? Because what do those things testify of? The death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They speak of the death and resurrection of Christ, right? The baptism testifies that Christ died and rose again. And my baptism is a public testimony that I died with him. And I rose again when he was raised from the dead. I live by him in newness of life. Regarding the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, Paul said, As often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Well, he died and he rose again. And he's returning again. And when he returns, this body shall be raised anew from the dead. As well, I live in him now, and it shall be raised anew uh, with a new body when he returns. And that's just a beautiful, another beautiful declaration of that is when Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's just all testifying of Christ's death and resurrection. It's witness upon witness. So the testimony of Christ is wrought in you that believe Christ by the Spirit. You believe the testimony of the Scriptures. You believe the testimony of the church. You've heard and received the gospel of Jesus Christ, that his blood justifies me. His life has raised me from the dead and given me life and fellowship in the family of God, with God, through him, through him. This is our witness. I want to bring you to one more scripture, and then we'll be done. Luke 24. Go to Luke 24. So it's right before John. Last chapter in Luke. Here we see this threefold witness in Luke 24, beginning in verse 45 through 48. It says in verse 45, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. That, brethren, is the witness of the Spirit of God in you. When you have the Spirit of God, then you can understand the, the, the scriptures. Then you can understand what the Lord is saying. In verse 46, he said unto them, Thus it is written. And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. That's the witness of the water of the word. He's showing you that witness of the word. 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's the witness of the blood-redeemed church declaring the gospel. Turn from your dead works that cannot save Look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe him. That's the repentance. Stop the dead works. Believe the living one. Believe him who died and rose again to put away your sins and give you life. 
All these witnesses were sanctified to you that hear, receive, believe, and witness this word. Look what he says, the last verse, 48. And ye are witnesses of these things. That's the witness, brethren. That's, that's what John is declaring there in, in 19, chapter 19. It's just beautiful. It's the witness upon the witness upon the witness. So I pray that you hear it and are comforted by it and rejoice that you hear and believe and receive those things that no other people do except they're blessed of God and it's given to them. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for this witness. And Lord, though to believers it can seem like a very obvious point, a very well-known and accepted point. But Lord, we just pause for a moment to give you thanks, to give you praise for its you that manifested this to us that that it's you lord that it's your glory your praise your honor your power that that reveals this in our hearts the hearts of dead sinners made alive by the justifying power of the blood of christ and the giving of his spirit the giving of of life by him lord we thank you for your justification we thank you for your sanctification we thank you for your redemption and the wisdom of christ Lord, teach us. Keep revealing this to us more and more and help us to bear witness of these things that you've testified to us in the scriptures that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ of God and all that that means. We thank you, Lord. It's in Christ's name we pray and give thanks. Amen.